Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listens to an in-depth exploration into music as pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss Bad Company's 1974 debut album Bad Company. Hey, it's Jim. And it's George. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listen to mm-hmm. Bad Company. Bad Company. Bad Company. Bad. And we're talking about the Bad Company album. Not talking the, about their debut. Not the other albums. Not Rough Diamonds. We're talking about Bad Company. Bad Company. 1974. Mm-hmm. Bad Company's debut album. It's the first album released on Led Zeppelin's Swan, Swan Song, Song record. Sorry, I was doing my, I was doing the radio Swan ad for Song. Swan Song presents Bad Company. Bad Company. But uh, it, it had been kind of a pet project of Zeppelin's manager Peter Grant. And um, did he know the band? Did he see the band live? Did he say you guys should record an album? What's the whole thing it, there? I think it was just kind of expanding that you know that label getting yeah, yeah. acts that that could. What's interesting, of course, is later on after. Uh, Spoiler, uh, Bad Company disbanded for a little bit in, in the 80s. And um, Paul Rogers, the singer, went with uh, Robert Page, I mean Robert Page, Jimmy Page. <laughs> uh, to do the firm, right? To do the firm for, yeah, for yeah. a little bit. So Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, but that's then right. came back in, in the 2000s and, and everything with him now. And that's one album I, I haven't, uh, you know, I've thought about in a while. The firm. It's, uh, they had some good stuff. Radioactive. Radioactive. That's yep. right. Uh, but we're talking about bad company. And then uh, what? Uh, the Honey Drippers. That's what. Uh, yeah. We're we're like totally off. Of yeah, we're off that. Right but uh, the, uh, I guess the message here is they were trying some new things yep. in the late seventies yep. and and eighties. But this is from the uh, well mid seventies. Yeah, and this uh, in the book One Thousand and One Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Uh, it's in there, certified five times platinum. Uh, the band, uh, it's kind of an interesting mix. Uh, you have, they're kind of all from other bands. So you have two members from the band free, Paul yeah. Rogers, and, uh-huh. and he's the singer and Simon Kirk who played drums. Uh, then you have Mick Ralphs, the guitarist, and he was from Mott the Hoople. Mott the Hoople. Yeah. And finally a bass player from King Crimson, uh, which is just an amazing band, uh, Boz Burrell. Uh, so I did not know this. And then, of course, we got to mention Free had the huge hit All Right Now, which all still plays right this day yeah. on Classic Very Rock Radio. Very distinctive yeah. Paul Rogers, uh, his, his vocals. Yeah. Went on to uh, sing with Queen for a little bit. Did some stuff with Queen. Yeah, You're after correct. After Freddie Mercury passed away. You're correct, sir. So, so there you go. So, oh, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, I'm not lying. And uh, this album has just pretty much got a good good mood to it. Good songs, a couple of hits, mm. uh, pretty solid. So I mean, they and they kick off with a, a hit, "Can't Get Enough." Can't get enough. Their first single and both the uh, first and highest uh, charting single for the band of, of all time. Honestly, really, yeah. This one right here, "Can't Get Enough." Can't get enough, of course, of your love. Can't get enough of your love. Yeah, let's just play. It. Did that sound like Paul Rogers? Yes, it did. Really? No. Oh. The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle, and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously, what did you expect? Now on with the show. All right, can't get yeah, enough. That's a great opener. I love the bass movement and the drum fills. 
So, you know, Jim, this song was a carryover uh, from Mick Ralph's when he was with Mata Hoople. He wanted to have it as a Mata Hoople song, and they rejected it. Either the label did or or the band. It never... Wow, never got so that yeah. And in about the hoople, they had the hit "All You" was it "All You Young Dudes." That was like their main hit. Yeah, but that even that was written by David Bowie. That's yeah, David Bowie. Song. So why wouldn't they do this song? I, I guess I don't. Have I mean, maybe it sounded completely different. Their version. I don't know. We're going to talk about Mata Hoople, though, on another song coming okay. up. Okay, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Okay, but this song, it definitely is a is a staple of classic rock radio, wouldn't you think? They can't get enough? I mean, oh, yeah. we just played, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I think with that whole Paul Rogers, uh, uh, the voice is just mixed with that great drum beat. It's all, just something, all something to it. All the elements huh? are just working there. The bass, the drums, of course, the guitar. Uh, it It is... I. I hesitate to say this because I know somebody will say, no, it's not, but just a perfect rock song, you know? No, it's not. Exactly. Sorry, I was the guy. No, but there, <laughs> you know, everything does its job. It's in the pocket and mm-hmm. it's solid. And uh, it's not a song that's changing the world or anything, but it's a good little rock song. It, it rocks steady. It, it's, it's a rock steady song. Well, actually, rock steady is number two. Oh, it's the, the number album. two song. Okay, Nice yeah. little riff on, on the tune here. Uh, and the song, it, check it out. It'll, it'll kind of build and build, and the vocals get more dynamic. So it rocks steady, and not to be confused steady. with the uh, the '80s hit by the group The Whispers, "Rock Steady." This no. is a completely different song, and it's the Crispy Curd Robots listen to "Bad Companies, Bad Company." Rock steady. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. There you go, George is rocking rock steady. steady, Jim. You're rocking steady in your rock chair steady. over there. Yeah. That's pretty nice. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty good. So that's the number two cut from uh, Bad Company's Bad Company, the debut album we're listening to today as the Crispy Coated Robots listen to. And next next song, oh, this is this is like classic Bad Company. This is yeah. like, it, it set the table for, okay, we, we got Can't Get Enough. That's cool. But this song had uh, some like great piano. I'm talking, of course, of Ready for Love. Yeah, and kind of a more somber uh, thing with the vocals and uh uh, a real place uh, for the uh, bassist to kind of show off uh, into these nice slow rhythms with the piano. So yeah, I'm Which, ready. Well, well, hold on, we got to talk about the song real quick because you and I, I, you were in it a lot longer than I was. There was a Christmas parody band that we were in called Cameron Mannheim Steamroller. Yes, Matthew it, Stevens, R.I.P. Wrote a song called "Ready for Lunch." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was kind of uh, a weird owl guy that for, for christmas songs yeah all, all year long he would he would write these songs uh take popular songs and convert the words into christmas, christmas parodies yeah, yeah so you right, can uh, honestly you can still find some of that stuff on youtube under cameron Mannheim steamroller yeah so, so go go look for it if you're interested yeah. and just if you want to sing along just when he says love just put lunch in there yourself yeah. <laughs> but this is ready for love as we listen to bad totally company ruin the song now. <laughs> Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. George is ready for love, and I'm staying far away from him as the Crispy Code Robots yeah, listen to Bad Companies. You. That's a good idea. Bad Company. The I love that piano. It's it's so elegantly tasteful. As you know, I'm I play piano uh, in in a band, and but that the restraint to not do anything flashier or overstated it, i really appreciate that this is one of the other songs that mick ralph's uh 
had from his mop, uh, Mata Hoople days. There's actually a version uh, of him singing it. If if you go to their All the Young Dudes uh, album, 1972, uh, it's about seven minutes, so a few minutes longer than this, Jeez. with some unusual added added parts. Uh, so that was recorded before this one, but I, I like this version more. Uh, without the key changes. We say unusual added parts like crazy horns more, or something like no, that. No, more lyrics uh, and key changes and, and stuff. Ooh, uh, that sounds bad. Well, it's you not, know, not your cup of tea. Huh? I know this version. So yeah. when I heard that version, I was kind of stunned. It's like, whoa, what are you doing here? <laughs> what, why are you doing that? I'm ready That's for love and I'm ready to go to the store and buy some some groceries. And you're ready to see you, baby. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think that was the lyric. And I'm ready to do this. I'm yeah. ready to do that because I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for love. Yeah, it's actually a little bit better than that. But uh, <laughs> let's go to song number four, yeah. Don't Let Me Down. Not the Beatles' Let It Be version. But when I heard it, I was like, are they... Because the chorus at the beginning was slot, you know, familiar. Don't let me down. And I was like, okay, where are they going with this? Because nope. it, but I mean, it, 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 the more this I listen, more of a waltz. The more I listen, it, it distanced itself away, but it kind of took me at the very beginning there. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, your thoughts? Do you thought it sounded a little bit like it though? Not at all. It sounded it, it to me. It sounds more like a Joe Cocker with the backup singers in the mix here. Okay. Uh, Don't and, let me down. Uh, and you're going to get a nice little <laughs> surprise uh, saxophone bit yeah. uh, in a bit. Surprise! Uh, and and that's actually, when you hear the sax bit, that's ex-King Crimson saxophone player uh, Mel Collins. So, you know, he he played on the, the first album. Uh, but the, um, so you, I'm sure he, Boz called him up and said, hey, we need some sax, saxophone hey, player. Hey, uh, we need some sax on this song. Yeah, Can you come over? Well, I'm kind of busy right now. Well, I mean, we really need it. I mean, the song's not really good. It sounds like the Beatles right now. Well, this is such a... Can you come over? Frightening reenactment. Please, I'll buy pizza. All right, I guess I'll be over there. I'll go. What's what's the song called? Don't Let Me Down. The Beatles version? (laughs) No, it sounds like it, but it's not the Beatles. It's us. Oh, how do I turn your mic off? (laughs) All right, so here here it is. Don't Let Me Down is Bad Company. I don't even want to hear the song. (laughs) We listen to Bad Company's Bad Company. Hello? Bad impersonation. Are you still there? (laughs) It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, we're back from uh, Don't Let Me Down. Uh, Yeah, you let me down. (laughs) Okay, side two. Oh, that's that's the end of side one. That's the end of side one. Okay. We're going to start off with Bad Company, the third single from this. This is a a classic rock. Uh, This is like a song. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Written in about ten minutes, uh, they it didn't. Spend the best a lot ones of are, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not over overthought. You know. So wait, did they have the name of the band before the song, or did the song come after the band? So there's been a lot of talk, and and there's discrepancies. Originally, they said there's a Jeff Bridges film in the '70s called Bad Company, and for a while they said, well, that's where we got our name, and thus this song. Okay. But then they've gone back and they've retracted that and said, no, Paul Rogers said that the idea of the name of the band came from a book of Victorian morals that showed, uh, you know, this picture of this innocent kid and this kind of unsavory character, you know, trying to entice him, leaning up against the lamppost and said, beware of bad company. So 
who really knows? Uh, the we song, do know it's not from the Chris Rock and Anthony Hopkins film from the 2000s. I don't think it is, okay, since okay. this is 1974. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I don't think they mastered time travel <laughs> back then. But um, so <laughs> Sorry. I kind of think, because the Jeff Bridges movie is Western, and this has a lot of Western motifs in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of think that it might have been from right. You're right. Six gun in my yeah. That's what that talks. What's the other one? Talks about the six gun. Talks about trading the sword for the the six gun and Uh you know. I love that little. Okay. All right. So let's just get into it. Bad company from bad companies. Bad company. As we listen to bad company. Bad company to the third power. (laughs) Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. Bad company till the day I die. Yeah, which might be today, Jim. <laughs> Crispy Coded Robots, we listen to bad companies. I read bad somewhere company. that the, so they wanted a, a what they called a hunting sound uh, on this track. So Paul Rogers actually recorded his vocals in the still of the middle of the night in a field under moonlight. So really? they, supposedly it took like two or three hours to set all this stuff up. And then when the time came, they uh, he recorded the vocal in one track. So they used like a generator or something to get out there, or did they have a yeah. really long mic cord? I think both. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. You're making this up, aren't you? <laughs> That's what I read. Whether or not, I don't know how reliable, you know, so, sometimes these artists, they kind of make up a myth about yeah, how, how it was done. So, But that is what he has gone on record to say. Uh, who knows? Okay. Yeah. So we're up to uh, another Can't song. Can't trust somebody in bad company. Second song on side two called The Way I Choose. Yeah, this is interesting. The uh, double track vocal for Rogers uh, is an interesting choice, uh, as well as they, they've got this horn section uh, accompaniment again. So that's the way I choose to listen to it. Here it is uh, as we listen to Bad Company. You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, that's the way I choose from Bad Company's Bad Company, their debut album. We're listening to that today with the crispy coated robots. And we're up now to the second to last song on the album called Moving On, Moving George. On. This was our second single. Is this a, qu- a question for you? Was this inspired by the Claude Aikens uh, TV show where he was in the uh, in the trucker TV show when it called Moving On? Yes, it was. Wow. That's exactly. So. It kind of falls in the same time period, so I thought that <laughs> no, was. No, I, oh, okay. I don't think. Uh, it. It, you know, though, it has the same energy as as the opener, Can't Get Enough. Uh, but this one has more of a Rolling Stones vibe. So when we listen to it here in a moment, uh, it kind of, I could hear the Stones doing this this version because it is, it's tight, but it's got some more play with it uh, than uh, some of the other tracks on the album. So. Can't get enough. Can't get. Enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Can't get enough. Uh, moving I'm, on. I'm about to say I was having a. a can't get enough. Can't like, get are we enough. Going back to the start of the album. No, sorry. So you can't get enough of moving on. Uh, apparently not. Okay, so here is moving on as we listen to, of course, bad companies. Bad company. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. All right, bad companies. Bad company. That's the album today. Is the crispy coated robots listen to. Bad Company's album, a debut album, and we're up to the last song, which is an acoustic thing called Seagull. Yeah, and 
I don't know why they chose this song instead of moving on, which I think is the perfect closer. Yeah. Um, well, you know, sometimes you, I hear that if you start, you end a song with something a little bit softer, people are kind of like, you know, think about it a little more pensive and think about it a little bit more. Yeah, you're wrong. Uh, oh, but uh, so this is kind of a folk thing. No drums on this at all. What's wrong uh, with I that? mean, other than uh, the tambourine near the end. So but, every, every every closing song has to have drums on it, according to you. If they're get yes, at the end of this album, I'm like there Wait, was no drums on uh, the White Album's "Good Night." Hmm. Well, actually, that is not the closer. Revolution number nine. You don't uh, want to go okay, into this. Okay. Well, there's no drums on Revolution number nine. There are. <laughs> So uh, if, okay, guys, kick. if you're, you're going to really give us an album to review, you have to have drums on the final track. That's according, right. According, don't to, waste our according to this guy over yeah. here. Yep. So <laughs> I, I think this was the band's attempt, speaking of the White Album, to kind of do like a Blackbird thing. Yeah, it does kind of remind that. We're, we're yeah. going to have these acoustic guitars and the bass comes in uh, later. But we'll call it Seagull. But <laughs> Seagull. It was, Paul Rogers said he was uh, sitting on a beach and wrote this because music is all about the atmosphere, and the best way to create atmosphere is to actually be there. So he was on a beach, and he had this loaf of bread, and he actually took one piece out, and all these seagulls just <laughs> surrounded him. And then he gave one seagull a piece of the bread, and then all of a sudden, all the seagulls in the area. So he's like, oh, I better write a song about seagulls. This is a sign. And then here we have seagulls. All right. Or seagull, sorry. Seagull. <laughs> From uh, Bad Company's Bad Company. This should be the last time that you have to pause this, I promise. And now, here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. There you go. Okay, just wait a minute. Seagull. You fly around until somebody shoots you down. That's the lyric. Why not? Well, who's shooting a seagull? What? Who's doing this? Why Aren't there signs? Didn't you posted? say he wrote this on the beach? Maybe he was shooting seagulls. What is the backstory of the <laughs> seagull hunter guy? Because that's... Okay. I That's think this this, this goes way back to your just you don't want this to be the closing song so you have well, a, lot, a lot of resentment for this song. I have a theory that it's the drummer, okay, hunting the seagull, and that's why he's not playing on the track. But is the seagull like uh, kind of what's the word uh, when it's uh, means something? It's not is that, is the seagull the Are singer? Are you trying to say symbolic? Yes, yeah, sim- <laughs> symbolic for the singer. Symbolic. Is, he wants to actually kill Paul, Paul Rogers. No, I don't. No, well. <laughs> If he turns into some kind of weird seagull, yeah, absolutely. I'm not messing around with that. <laughs> like a seagull type man, yeah, a sea, a sea, <laughs> sea a man. Gull man. No, you can't say sea. <laughs> All right, we're way off. Anyways, that is it's a good album. <laughs> Despite seagull hunting maniacs, we hope you enjoyed Bad Company's Bad Company. Uh, what, uh, we hope you enjoyed our Bad Company today. <laughs> Was that from uh, this is from 1974? You said right, 1974. So quite a interesting year for this album to come out because you have uh, you know the end of the Beatles. You got bubble bubble gum kind of stuff going on with the Osmonds, and you know uh, so yeah. and this this is like a hard rocking. But the thing about it is, it's not like too hard rocking. I mean, it's got yeah, pop I think elements. They too, wanted know? to be uh, when we're talking about Peter Grant, Led Zeppelin's manager. This is like Zeppelin light. It's it's very popish. It's very conducive to that market, um, but it it does rock enough to to be on the swan song uh, level. And uh, one of the best albums of all time, according to George's facts at the yep. very beginning of this episode. So uh, we very, hope you very solid album. Just the placement 
the last two songs need to yeah, reverse. Yeah, you have a problem with that. Yeah. We appreciate you listening to Bad Company's Bad Company. We do this all the time. We do this uh, with review albums. If you want to go check out the albums we've done already, go to crispycoatedrobots.com, and you can also check out our podcast shows. We release a podcast every single Tuesday. You yes, know. we do. Yes, we do. So uh, there you go. That is the show for today. All right. Well, until next time, be kind, be well, find a way to invest yourself into others, and don't hunt seagulls. <laughs> it's illegal. This program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy-coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally, be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.